Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about Pokemon Generation 6, that is X and Y, and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I will be joined by Brandon and Brian, so it's going to be a fun episode, so stay tuned for that. But before we get into the show, I want you to follow us on Instagram at It Just Works Podcast. Once again, it's at It Just Works Podcast. You can follow me on there and engage in the post questionnaires or polls I do when I do them. I'm kind of lazy sometimes. And you are welcome to DM me on there as well with any topics, suggestions, or questions and concerns. I want you to stop what you're doing and yell at a stranger about the It Just Works podcast. You need to tell them if they're looking for a life-changing experience, they need to listen to the show because the show provides you with all the laughs and all the sads. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Let's go ahead and cue that intro. Can you hear her? Yeah. Oh my God. Bitch, quiet down. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll take the phone away. I'm so... Can't wait for the intro music to play over this. mute all this and put the no it's, it's totally saying it i'm not getting oh it. cool that's great that, that dog can't get right <laughs> <laughs> all right Some, something are... ain't right with that dog I'm, <laughs> is it noticeable i'm so, I'm so fucking we are back thank you for joining us on the show today as we talk about dogs that can't get right uh i have brian from another vinyl page joining me today thank you for being here again brian we just did uh an episode on monday so it's pretty cool to have you back already yeah glad to be back again thanks for having me man it's always fun (laughs) even when that dog can't get right that dog that dog can't get right brother brandon is back as well it's been a while brandon how the hell are you doing man i'm a hold on a second (laughs) doing real good dude well now he's ready to go boys happy to be back happy to talk about gen six yeah, Gen 6. God, you know, Gen 6 was quite the special, uh, you know, generation. You know, it was the first time that the mainline Pokemon games have switched to 3D sprites. Uh, well, now it's just animated models. And they're not, I don't know if you'd call them sprites anymore. And all of us were worried, but happy at the same time. Brandon, what was like 
something that you remember when these games were announced and like the hype that was behind it because you know me i was hyped as shit oh man i mean from what i can remember you know it was a is the next games coming off of gen 5 and you know judging by our last episode uh i really enjoyed gen 5 and everything that it had to offer especially when the sequels so to see everything go from sprites to a full 3d uh models and overworld um I was pretty excited as well. You know, I just was ready for my next adventure. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed starting that game up. Would you say that you were like moderately worried with the expectations that I had to live up to? You know, we just came off, like you said, Gen 5. So you had Black and White 2 to finish that generation. Uh, till this day, the best Pokemon games probably ever made besides Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. And, you know, Fire Red's better than all of them. So it's all right. Um <laughs> Brian's like, no, how dare you, sir? <laughs> um, but were you worried at all? I, do you, like, do you remember if you were worried that like, oh, this, there's no way it's going to be as good? Not that it has to be, but um, does any of that come to mind when you think about this generation? I don't know if it's just because of certain recent generations, but I, and I use this word, or excuse me, phrase a lot, which is just cautiously optimistic. You know, anytime there's a new set of pokemon being revealed for a pokedex we didn't have a full-fledged pokedex right this time around it was like about 100 100 new i was um you know i'm always pretty worried you know it's like it's i don't want to say that they're going to make another magnet that's combined to three when it evolves or whatever or like they're making inanimate objects mirror but just um <laughs> you know you never know what you're going to get and you always want it to be something good so you're hoping that it's gonna be good. I still haven't gotten my narwhal Pokemon, but I mean, we're future. The future's. Uh... I think you're gonna get it, Gen Gen Nine. I think you're gonna <laughs> get happen. it in Gen Nine. It'll uh, happen, uh, Brian. So I, even myself, as a you know, listening to you talk, I actually have no idea how you feel about this generation. What were your thoughts when these games were announced? Were you even playing them? Because I know with the DS you did emulators, but did you have a 3DS for this? Um. Okay. So my thing was, I did get a 3DS. But with Pokemon X and Y, I kind of waited. I wanted to see the reception of it. And by the way, the first trailer, I was hyped as shit. But I knew I wanted to see reception of what other people thought before I put in the money for a 3DS. So I kind of waited. I heard semi-good things. It was cool. But I didn't actually buy my 3DS until the Gen 3 remakes came out. And I bought it like a month before they came out. And then I bought... I want to say it was X. And I in that one month before... Ruby and Sapphire came out. I crammed it in and played as much as I could, beat the game. So I have fond memories with this game, but yeah, I pretty much played that month and then I moved on to Gen 3 Remix. That sounds amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I just remember the first trailer coming out, being blown away at this idea that, you know, something something like Pokemon Coliseum or Exegale of Darkness, hell, even Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap, is that on my handheld console like we've been waiting for this i know brandon's heard me talk about it for years like it's so cool that we finally got something like it like even when you pick up an item in the game it uses almost the same exact sound effect as pokemon coliseum so you know i've been freaking out about stuff like that and then we got mega evolutions Uh, god mega evolutions uh complete game changer it was something that i didn't necessarily anticipate i don't i wasn't thinking anything like that and I remember when they revealed it, I was like, holy shit, sign me up 
10 times over. Um, yeah. So that's kind of something I want to talk about, you know, at the, the beginning of the show It's because not that other generations aren't important that we've talked about so far. Uh, each generation is very important to the franchise and each of them is a staple to either the meta, the competitive scene, or just the world building in itself. So I think X and Y actually was a huge step in a certain direction, depending on what kind of fan you are. Um, some people can't stand 3D models. Um, for me, it was a huge step forward. It was something that I wanted since I was a kid and we got it. Do I think it could be a lot better with the animations? Well, yes. The answer is yes. Everyone knows that. So I want to talk about our favorite starters. We always do this. And Brian, I want to know what is your favorite starter and why? Uh, it's going to have to be Froki. I'm usually with the starters. I like thinking about the entire line, like from start to finish. And um, Fennekin, I really like actually the first stage. Second yeah. stage is cool, but Del Fox is so lame. I've never liked Del Fox at all. And if people like it, that's cool, right on. But that knocks out that, that line for me. And what was the other one? Chessman. Chessman, I really like cool. the first stage. And then yeah. the second and third, I really don't. And Faroki throughout, I think, is a solid design. It's typing's water dark, right? It's just water. No, I mean at the end. Oh, Greninja is the water Greninja. dark. Yeah. yeah, see, that's a cool typing. So it has to be Froki for this generation. But honestly, all like these aren't my favorite starters, but out of them, I'm, I would pick Froki. Brandon, Generation 6, who's your favorite starter? I already know the answer, but it's why, why is that your answer? It's Froki. <laughs> um, something I something I do want to touch on. Uh, I don't know if this was like admitted by Nintendo, but I remember a lot of people in the communities were saying that the final evolutions of this generation were based on like kind of D and D classes. Like Del Fox is your sorcerer or wizard, and Greninja's like your rogue, and then you have uh, um, Chestnut, who is your tank uh, paladin. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm really not a fan of anthropomorphic Pokemon. I think yeah. it's it's kind of weird. But um, I mean, this is my least favorite yet kind of favorite generation. It's it's kind of weird. But yeah, definitely definitely Greninja. He's got, or well, Froakie in this case. Um, Greninja's got a really soft spot in my heart personally because he is my main in smash brothers <laughs> fucking so... loser he fucking cheats don't listen to his ass dude you just can't fucking catch up with this fucking punk ass bitch shadow dodge dude it's it's so good i love i love greninja and smash like i remember being at the reveal event and picking greninja and i was just like dude he's my he's my fucking guy Damn, dude you just brought up comic-con subtly like that I oh I'm, I'm gonna do all the deep cuts but yeah no, yeah that was a deep cut yeah, shout out to Cisco and Eric if they ever hear this. Love those guys. It was that was a good day. That was a fucking really good day. Good day. Um, I'm gonna flare blitz you with Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's uh, Froki as well. I thought Froki, as Brian said, is a very well designed Pokemon. Uh, Frogadier, his middle evolution looks just as cool, and it does look like the juvenile version of Froki to a T. I was very uh, very happy with that. <sighs> And then we get to Greninja, who I love, but I will always hate his tongue scarf. I will. I just I don't uh, I, I don't actually like it at all. Um, it, for some reason, it bothers me. However, if any of our competitive scene fans are listening to this, 
Uh, Protein Greninja, his hidden ability, Protein, allowed him to change his entire typing based on the move he used. So he went from a water dock, dark type, dock, what am I, fucking Bostonian over here? <laughs> uh, dark type. He, you can use uh, one of his special sets at Grass Knot, and you can literally turn the entire Pokemon into a Grass type. Um, Greninja was probably one of the best additions I've ever seen to, to, to the competitive scene since probably Groudon and Kyogre, the those juggernauts that they are. Um, so as someone who really, really picked up competitive game uh, gaming for Pokemon and X and Y, uh, Greninja will always have a soft spot in my heart because that Pokemon is extremely talented. He's fast and he can hit hard. If you set him up, you're destroying an entire team. So uh, that would be my favorite starter. And we're going to move on now to, I kind of changed it up for this conversation and uh, moving forward with generation seven and eight, we'll continue to do this. Uh, what is your guys's favorite Pokemon um, family? So like the, the line of Pokemon in a certain uh, evolution series. So for me, uh, this was actually extremely difficult. Uh, we just talked about our starters and he's one of the best lines. Uh, you got Talonflame who's uh, just the best flying Pokemon ever. But I had to choose Tyrant and Tyrantrum, who are our fossil T-Rex Pokemon. Um, talk about, and I, I say this a lot in the podcast, but it's just true. When I was a kid, I had an imagination like no other. I literally imagined Halo Wars into reality, okay? So I always wanted a T-Rex Pokemon, and I was shocked that it honestly took this long to even get it. But when they showed the, I think it was a trailer where they showed the, um, the gym leader. Cause he's the rock type gym leader. He, they show him with like the fossil Pokemon and I might've shed a tear. I I'm not embarrassed to say that it's just the, the uh, Tyrant is adorable as shit. He kind of reminds me of like um, little baby sharp tooth from like <laughs> land before time. And then you got Tyrantrum who, truly does look like a king um and the cool thing about tyrantrum obviously it's the generation he came out so not everyone knew how to fight him he was a rock uh dragon type if you set up tyrantrum a dragon dance in x and y you were able to sweep teams like it was nothing if they weren't prepared so it was a very fun pokemon to not only um get shiny because i always i hatched him in shiny but to also make him a competitive beast um that was very satisfying so uh, Brian, is there a favorite line of Pokemon that you have from this generation? I had uh, two Pokemon lines that I picked. One was actually Tyrant and Tyrantrum, but the other one was uh, Phantom, and I can't remember the evolution's name. Oh, uh, Gorgeist. Gorgeist. That's it. I love those two designs. <laughs> that, like that's that little it. first one, <laughs> Phantom is such a cool looking Pokemon, oh, I think. The one. He, yeah. He's adorable, dude. Phantom is yeah. extremely adorable. Like, and they both of their shinies, both of their shinies are such like such good shinies. I don't remember. They're like, aren't they like oh. white? Yeah, they're yeah, like white yeah. and like um, orange, like a, something like that. Yeah. And you know something I really liked about Phantom is like they had a a size kind of uh, mechanic in the game so it's like you grow a pumpkin and it's like you know by size i thought that was really cool oh that's no i thought that was that was the pumpkin one i'm talking about is does that one too there's the pumpkin one and it evolves and it has the bigger what? oh my gosh i'm tripping oh no okay phantom and and um and uh trevenant 
That's what I, yes, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, okay, right sorry, wrong, wrong grass. Oh, Gorgeist is the other. Yes, Gorgeist is the pumpkin. With, Trevenant uh, with Pumpkaboo. Yeah, the pumpkin I know about the size, but I'm talking about the spooky tree. <laughs> oh, that's my bad, dude. I, no, I mean, no, it's Phantom and then Trevenant and then it's Pumpkaboo and then Gorgeist. We just got all, all ourselves confused. Good. It's good. We're Pokemon good. professionals here, guys. Yeah. That's right? good podcasting, everybody. No, those are mine. I. Ty- like Tyrantrum, like you said, we all wanted a dinosaur Pokemon for how long, and we got it, and it was just perfect. Like it's such a badass Pokemon. I love it. Absolutely, Brandon. Yes, it's a tough question. What is your favorite line of Pokemon from X and Y? Oh my god, you guys have really good ones. Um, it's gonna have to be the Noibat and Noivern line for me. Nice. Ooh, yeah, Those are good. Those I are good. love that fucking Pokemon, dude. You got, yeah, you know, you're you've we've had bats, Zubat Cave, trauma, but we finally got like a badass bat yeah. dragon, and he's just they're just so rad, dude. And like Noibat's super cute. Noivern is a freaking beast. I remember having Noivern on my team when we were when X and Y was huge for you know the social and competitive scene so i was really um really all about them so yeah nice love both good. those the good choice yeah i think uh i think a runner up could have been um helioisk and helioptile i always felt like that line was unfinished really i always felt like it felt like a second stage pokemon when it evolved i always felt like there was supposed to be another stage what the heck happened right no i could see that um so now i want to move on to our least favorite which is always a fun segment for us i think and i'll go first on this one because it's pretty quick uh my least favorite line from this game and i think it's fair uh binacle and barbarical well those are weird ones yeah they look pretty weird they're just they look dumb as shit i think the design is terrible i think they could have done better and that's it i just i just don't like them uh brandon who is your least favorite uh, line of Pokemon in this game. That is definitely a, a really good choice. I do not like this Pokemon at all. <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna say like Diggersby, but I think Barbaracle kind of takes the cake. That one, that Pokemon kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Brian. Uh, yeah, Barbaracle is terrible. Um, you know why I didn't choose the Cream Puff? Um, I didn't choose the cream pie because because <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> no, it, it's this is fairy typing introduced, you know, with Sylveon and uh, Swirlix and that line. You know, as much as I think they're dumb designs, I think for a fairy typing, uh, it's actually pretty cool. You know, I, I like the idea behind it. So I, I let that one slide. Um, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, like when it comes to fairy typing, you get like that kind of saw like soft very fluorescent like you you have you have floor guests and all them and it's it's got its own identity essentially in the in the game and in the canon and um you know um aromatease and slurpuff definitely have like their places for yeah. sure that's a really good point uh brian Oh, Brandon, you got me. I had Diggersby written down. I hate that. Oh, you did so much. I hate Diggersby. Dude, what's up, Doc? I don't mind Bunner. Or is it? It's not Bunnery. Is that its name? Yeah, uh, it uh, Bunnelby. 
Bunnelby. Bunnelby. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind Bunnelby at all. I think it's a fine Pokemon, and then it evolves, and it looks in, like this monstrosity. So I'm going to try to think of another one off the top of my head that I don't like. And but... Clef- Clefki. Oh! Clefki's? Clefki's pretty bad. Yeah, Clefki sucks ass. Go fuck himself, though. Nah, Still dude, fairy? Fucking... What a weird typing. What a dumb Pokemon. That was such a tricky typing, though, because you can't... Okay, so you have fairy's weaknesses, which is Poison and steel, steel type, mm. and steel resist poison. What you gonna do about it? You're gonna light it on fire. But what, what you gonna do about yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I did. I, yeah, <laughs> I, never, <laughs> I think I murdered Clefty. I don't think it's even alive after I'm done with it. Dude, Pokemon. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm really excited to see what your favorite Mega is because you and I don't know. Really? Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> what I know, but which, but which one? <laughs> Uh, we're going to move on to favorite legendary Pokemon, and it's actually um, very limited choices. They did not follow suit with uh, Diamond and Pearl, X and, or I'm sorry, uh, Black and White, where you had like 15 quote unquote legendaries. They actually kept it pretty simple in this game. Mm-hmm. And I went uh, Yevatol or whatever, Yevatol. I cannot say his name right now. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I can't say his name. Uh, he just looks badass, man. Like he's the like the embodiment of dark, the dark type, and uh, I just think he's a badass looking phoenix bird. I don't know what you want to call him, but he's dope, dude. He's definitely like Doom incarnate. Like it's the first time oh, I think yeah. we've gotten like a like a like a truly dark type legendary Pokemon, except for Darkrai, of course. Yeah, he's a bitch. But, but yeah, he's he's pretty fucking bananas, dude. That shiny looks like bacon, though. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you gonna ruin a shiny like that? Like I, it's I've true, never though. thought of that this entire time. Shiny looks like bacon, crispy, crispy <laughs> bacon. Uh, Brandon, who's your favorite legendary of this generation? Oh, dude, I don't know. It's okay uh, if we all have the same because there's only like three options. So. <laughs> Got to pick. I know it's like the same as starters. What's your favorite? Mm, well, um, you know, what, dude, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a um cut. Uh, so it's Zygarde, I but it's Zygarde. the dog form. Dude, it's like the ten percent form. Dog. I, form. I even like the snake form. The fifty percent form. I just yeah, the, like the, the Dragon 50s. Ball Z form. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, that's fucking Optimus Prime. How dare you disrespect that one hundred percent form? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the the ten percent form, the the dog form, is my favorite. Zygarde fifty form though is pretty dope. Dragon Land Snake. It's pretty sick. It I reminds mean, me of uh, arrows, bro. Uh, it reminds me of Shara Ishvalda. A little bit. Okay. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, the the hundred percent, the perfect form, fucking, fucking, perfect cell, Dragon Ball Z. I'm not about that shit. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Brian. Who who is the legendary Pokemon you liked in this generation? I'm gonna say Zygarde because it's kind of hard to pick a. I don't have a real honest to god favorite. Legendary. I'm looking at the Pokemon right now. I didn't realize there was so few legendaries. Usually they like go crazy on the legendaries, and there's not even a trio this generation. So that's strange. Well, there is. It's just not new. Yeah. So ah, okay, okay. Um, once you complete the game, based on which starter you chose, the Kanto birds become the new roaming legendaries. And then if you want, if you complete the game, you go through a, a hidden route, and you can catch me too. The games are, in a sense, a reboot. That's yeah, why 
but there's no new there's no new trio and ever since gen two there have been a trio wasn't there one gen that had two trios i think it was five last time we talked about it so yeah yeah i like the snake design yeah generation five has the three musketeers and the genies oh they're both horrible <laughs> they really are. A Terrakion's cool. I like Terrakion. Brizian's uh, dumb. Cabalion's yeah. pretty sick. I like uh, him. No, he's pretty dumb too. He's he was my first ever full art EX that I pulled. And I was and that's like, why he's done, Brandon, because we wasted 300 bucks on Cabalion instead of a shiny Charizard. Oh man. Stop. Stop. Yeah, how's that coming back up again? Uh we didn't waste. It was a good time. Uh New segment because we have a new generation that introduced new mechanics. Who is your favorite Mega Evolution from this X and Y, not Omega Ruby at Alpha Sapphire? Uh, okay. Brian, Brian, go oh ahead. man, you got me stumped on that one because I had one picked from Omega Ruby. I really like Mega Sharpedo. So, all right, well, you know, get back to about that one. I'm going to relook at the list. Uh, I went with Charizard Y because why, Ryan? Why? Because he <laughs> fucking gets drought and drought on a Charizard that has what? Uh, God, what's his fucking special attack? Like, it's probably something stupid. Um, no, but it was cool to get because I always felt like, um, you know, Charizard should have been bigger. He's really not that big of a Pokemon uh, uh, next to his trainer. Um but with Mega Charizard Y, he got a hell of a lot bigger. His wingspan, the size of him, his tail. Um, he's just massive in comparison to a regular Charizard. And his special attack was a 159. So you add drought to that and a tailwind from your good old Talonflame. And then pair him with a Protean Greninja and Whimsicott. I mean, dude, this Pokemon like was a fucking game changer. And it was another dream of mine. Like I just wanted Charizard to be better. You know, we talked about in Generation 5, you know, Brandon's, um, uh, what's that stupid? Uh, Galvantula, you know, he would fuck up my Charizard. And it was cool to, <laughs> it was cool to, uh, you know, actually get a Charizard who can sweep an entire team. If you let this Pokemon set up, your team's done. He will melt through you. It's not even worried about it. If you're weak to, if you're uh, resistant to fire, it doesn't even matter with that special attack and drought. So that's why he, um, you know, wins over Charizard X. I actually don't like Charizard X like everyone else. Uh, I hate that he's just gliding there. I feel like Charizard X should have had like a standing animation, especially since he's such a physical attacker. Um, I was never a fan of him. Just gliding the way he does i think his design is badass though i think we can all agree on that especially in uh pokemon origins the fire red and leaf green special where red gets charizard x and that was just sick as shit too but brandon i've done enough talking about charizard i think for now <laughs> uh who is your favorite mega from x and y we will we will do omega ruby and alpha sapphire later but um right now who's uh x and y yeah, I had mine picked out for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So that's why I've been kind of scrolling around trying to find my favorite Mega. Um, you know, honestly, like Tyranitar is my favorite Pokemon. And I know it has a Mega for X and Y, but I'm not a huge fan of Mega Tyranitar. I think my favorite Mega from X and Y, dude, straight up, Mega Ampharos. Really? Yeah. That hair metal fucking add a dragon type fucking to it dude he's rad as shit and, and 
And I love how X and Y, like we got that, we got the cancel love because we got the starters again and got their megas. But I'm looking at the list now, and dude, we got we got a lot of Johto love. We got Ampharos, we got Scizor, we got Heracross, Houndoom, Tyranitar. Don't talk about Heracross. I like Mega Heracross. Fuck you. Why? <laughs> I fucking hate it so bad. It looks like they took a fucking concept character from Bugs Life and said, yeah, let's make it a mega evolution. God, I hate it. What you got against Bugs Life? I love the movie, but I fucking hate Mega Heracross. I'm not going to lie. Mega Pinsir is way more of a badass, like mega evolution than Mega Heracross. Dude, Mega Pinsir is going to murder your children. Dude, it it will eliminate (laughs) your entire bloodline. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that dog ain't right. <laughs> oh my god! Bringing that back, bringing that back. Okay, but before we went on this tangent, my favorite personal mega evolution is Mega Ampharos um, from X and Y. Yeah, from X and Y, it adds one of my, like aside from Raichu, it's Ampharos is my favorite electric type. Hey, um, I think I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's super sick. Like I love and like the whole storyline. Like it's got a soft spot in my heart. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Johto fanboy. So getting Mega Ampharos. That get that dragon type and fucking rock the shit out of that do I'm, I'm all for it yeah dude you can have a fucking uh mega Ampharos with signal beam fucking dragon pulse thunder mm-hmm. i mean dude he's he wasn't good but i loved using him as much as i could he's such a badass pokemon uh brian did you choose an x and y mega evolution yet yeah i had two that stuck out to me i like mega gengar because they finally fixed the sh- uh, shiny and it's a hell of a lot better now that white shiny looks so damn good on it yeah, oh, yeah. and i like mega slow bro because that shit just looks stupid i don't even know how that thing stands does it just float <laughs> that's also mega ruby and alpha sapphire i think Is no it? no it's not it's not it's not Mega slow, bro well no i'm actually asking out of curiosity i just don't know i don't I, know. i'm no, pretty damn i'm pretty darn it sure it's, it's x and y it's Oris. is yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. well then i'll stop talking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we want to hear that sweet <laughs> voice. Yeah, <laughs> trying to hear those sweet sounds. Um, okay, well, you know, Mega Evolutions is fun. We're gonna come back to it. Uh, what was the first version you guys purchased of the game, Brandon? I, uh, I purchased. Answer, but, yeah. uh, I purchased Pokemon Green. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I picked X there because I had blue, you know, growing up, um, and then of course. And that was before I met you, Ryan, and realized how much of a red Charizard fanboy you are. And then we became really good friends. And then I realized that you were getting Y. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get X just because it fits. So, yeah, I got Pokemon X. And I do like Xerneas quite a bit. It's pretty, pretty rad. I hate him. I actually love his design and everything about him. But he has a move that increases his special attack and special defense. So it's called Geomancy or something. And mm. he was such a bitch online. He's nice. like only only bitches use that Pokemon. <laughs> you <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Dude, honestly, sometimes I did, but until I figured out a solid strategy, it's called Protein Greninja with poison moves. Um, yeah, uh Xerneas is dope, man. And you know, X came with a lot of good exclusive too, you know, of course, starting with Charizard X, uh, you know, his mm-hmm. megastone. So it's very cool. I went with Charizard Y and I'm Charizard Y. <laughs> Pokemon Charizard and Pokemon Charizard. Pick up your copy this November. They could have totally called it that and everyone would have been fine. Charizard X and Charizard Y. Jesus. Jeez, that would have been easier. That would have been easier. 
Uh, I went with Y version. We'll try this again. <laughs> we, I went with Y version for Mega Charizard Y, of course, and I already pretty much explained why on that. Um, and then, of course, our Legendary, which I already chose him. But like I told the guys in the pre-show, it really felt like these games were like a soft reboot and, you know, kind of finding that love again for the franchise with the cover arts being red and blue. And then, of course, getting the Kanto starters uh, an hour into the game. And then, of course, Mewtwo being a legendary and the birds being in the late game. Like this game was meant to pay as much homage as they possibly could to red and blue and what they started. So I, I thought that was really nice and sweet. Uh, Brian? What was the one you went with again? I'm sorry. I think you said That's okay. I went with X solely because I thought Xerneas was cooler. Um, I ain't picking no fairy. <laughs> no, but honestly, I don't remember if Wait, I... Wait, he is the fairy. You picked the he fairy. He's the fairy one. Wait, what's the one with the dark one? Oh, that's the one I picked. I, I'm dumb. I went with Yvette Yveltal, so I went with Y. Oh, because okay. I ain't picking no fairy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember <laughs> if... um. The exclusives had any sway in like which version I picked. I don't even know if I'd looked up the exclusives per game. I can't. Do you guys remember what exclusives they were? No, it's a deep cut. I didn't go that far. Yeah, I just picked the one that looked cool on the cover. Yeah, well, the thing about exclusives at that, well, now and at that time of you know the age of the internet, it didn't matter. There were so many of us that had the separate games, you know, Brandon already said he had X. So me and him made sure to, you know, trade whatever exclusives we had. And I remember me and him specifically going out of our way to do that as soon as we could too, once we beat the games. I wanted to go back to that part of my life really bad actually, because we actually like played the game almost simultaneously and kept battling as like rivals. And dude, it was, (sighs) we, we did like, we did check-ins per badge um, it it was honestly kind of like a renaissance for a lot of people. Like I remember X and Y being very involved, and a lot of um, people who kind of fell out of love with the video games came back, and it was a uh, it was really cool. It was a really cool. Uh, it was a great time to be alive. I want to say a couple of things. One of them might be controversial, but the first one is Brandon. I think Renaissance was probably the most perfect way to um, describe x and y as a whole so i appreciate that because that really is in in a nutshell what x and y is it's the renaissance of the pokemon games the second thing i want to say that might be controversial to some is wouldn't you say that like x and y is kind of like the pokemon go of the mainline games where like this is where a lot of people came back who fell off like the the brand new 3d models maybe brought a lot of people back in plus mega evolutions of pokemon they grew up with um would you guys agree with that or no I don't know about that. I feel like maybe some people came back for Mega Evolutions, but I still feel like the hardcore Pokemon fans were the ones coming back to this game. Maybe I'm just blinded. I didn't see it, but it didn't seem like when Pokemon Go happened, it was obvious everybody was there. I didn't feel a sense of resurgence when X and Y was announced at all, personally. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also like, to your point, Brian, it's it's a matter of accessibility too. Like, um, I think it may just be our generation personal because we are around the same age, but a lot of people got adult jobs and adult money, and we were able to buy our own consoles. So people went out and bought 3DSs. But when it comes to Pokemon Go, like everybody has a phone, all they have to do is just go to the app store and download a free app, and the next thing you know, they're uh experiencing Pokemon in the real world uh quotations uh for podcast or 
you can see my fingers if you're on YouTube, which should be. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, so I think there's a little bit of a difference, but I think I think it's kind of along the same lines, like a lot of people getting back into it. Because um, if correct me if I'm wrong, but X and Y came out around the same time as Pokemon Go or a couple of years earlier. I thought it was a little earlier, but it came I out quoted on that three years earlier. Okay, Did that it really? Right. Yeah, Pokemon Go came out in 2016. And then X and Y came out in 13, because I remember that's when... Okay, yeah. Maybe it did. So Go came out pretty much after Sun and Moon, sounds like? It was around the same time, yeah. Okay. It was a little bit after. Yeah. Uh, All right. Wow. Uh, One of the things I wanted to talk about is kind of like our thoughts on the games as a whole. You know, Mega Evolutions, the region. Um, You know, like I was telling Brian this the other day. And I wanted to talk to you guys about it is believe it or not, I think this is my favorite elite four in terms of typings. So the elite four is fire, steel, water, and dragon. And I think it was dope as shit. Uh, my critique, if we could ever just go back and change the games is that um, every elite four should have had a mega evolution because they had a mega evolution Pokemon on their team. And it just seemed like that would have been a really nice challenge for some. Obviously, you'd still beat them, but at least they would have the consideration to be like, yeah, well, you think it's over? I'm going to make a evolve. We'll take this. And then we have a champion who is basically like Cynthia, where her entire team is mixed. For whatever reason, when I was replaying it in the last you know couple of days, I thought that Diantha would have... Um, you know, only fairy Pokemon, but she doesn't. She's got a whole mixed team leading up with uh, or finishing off with Mega Gardevoir. And I just felt like it was very satisfying as a Pokemon League. Not like I'm going to sit there and replay it, but it kind of puts some perspective. I was like, oh, they still did pretty decent. Um, I think it's weird that the steel guy in the suit of armor um, starts off the battle with a Klefki. It's not very masculine, but, you know... <laughs> It just nice. uh, it didn't really seem to fit the character very well. He he looks very serious, and he is uh, unlocking the door to your doom. Oh, the- there we go. I hate Klefki so much. Like, stop making it sound. Like imagine one. Imagine going through Skyrim without like lockpicks and keys in your big old suit of armor. Sorry, I'm just putting it into perspective. I don't know. Now I want to play. Sky- now I want to play Skyrim. Yeah, I can fuck this. What game are we talking about now? <laughs> Everything should be about Skyrim. Uh, the, the next thing I want to bring up, and this is something you guys can talk about as we go, you know, maybe I'll just bring everything up, uh, is the friend Safari. So that's one of the post game pieces of content. The friend Safari was brand new to the franchise and it's where you can add your friends, uh, on the, of course, the Nintendo network at the time, you know, you had friend codes and you can exchange them and you can go to the friend Safari and see up to like 30 or 40 something friends. And each of them would have three Pokemon that you can encounter and they're based off typings everyone's friend code had a type attached to it nice. uh, if they didn't beat the pokemon league you can only get two pokemon but if they beat the pokemon league you can have a chance of getting the third pokemon and for me this was cool because once i got the shiny charm i went and just hunted down a gold charmeleon because charmeleon all the kanto starters were brought in here and this is the first time ever in a mainline game that you can catch them in the wild and i remember <laughs> i uh I took my 3DS to work uh, at my first job. Shout out to Superior. The job sucked ass. Um, I would go in the produce cooler and just play and play and play. I would literally run away as much, or I would encounter and run 
as many Pokemon as I can. And I think after 800 encounters, I got a shiny Ponyta. And then I finally, at work, on the clock, not giving a shit, got a (laughs) shiny Charmeleon. You know what they say, man. Your first job is where you make all the mistakes and you learn from them. I used to to literally get pallets and set them up in the cooler with a friend. Uh, Shout out to Brandon if he ever hears this. Uh, with a giant uh, flat piece of cardboard that you use for like bales and stuff. And we would play the Pokemon card game in a cooler and produce on the clock. Uh, yeah, a little deep cut there for you guys. Um, so yeah, the friend Safari was honestly something I never could have expected, but it was incredibly welcome as it added so many hours to that game, hunting down and collecting for the Pokedex and just trying to get shinies. Uh, what do you guys think of the friend safari? Well, sadly, I don't think I had a lot of people to play with her. I don't think I knew anybody else who had the game. I think me and you probably met around that time, but I don't think I know it was later. It was a, I didn't know anybody. So I have no, no like nothing about friend safari. Wow. It sounds badass though. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like everyone got on Instagram to share friend codes and shit. It was it was insane. Like I'm pretty, I could probably find a post on my personal Instagram that actually has all the friend codes still attached to it and wow. shit. That's, uh, un- that's unfortunate, dude. Cause I remember that like definitely getting like, these are my identified Pokemon. This is what I have to offer. Here's my friend code. Let me get yours. And I remember it was a really good time for people to connect and uh, exchange that information. Yeah, Friends Bar was really rad. I had no idea it was such a great feature. Wow, I feel so out of the loop. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, you could get legendary Pokemon or not legendary, Jesus, uh, shiny Pokemon very easily. Wow. Um, I got a, I had a fire type. I think it was from Ryan's Friends Safari. I got a shiny Pyroar female. And that was nice, really cool. nice. That's cool. Yeah. So it was like the definitive form of shiny hunting, mm. aside from like, you know, Masuda method breeding and yeah, yeah, for your for your Prote and Froki. So yeah, Friend Safari was a super dope feature that um really helped at the at the time, especially like get people connected and um you know exchange information to get what people want. So yeah, it was really cool. <sighs> that it was, guys. That it was. And one of the other things I want to talk about that kind of goes hand in hand with you know friend safari which is adding people as friends was the touchscreen it had the pcc where you were able to see your friends little you know uh 2d sprite and you can press on them and you can actually have an entire social system at the palm of your hands on a touchscreen you're able to battle trade by clicking on them you can even see stats that they had and like this game had a lot of good shit in it that after Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they just decided to move on from in typical Game Freak fashion, which I just uh, I will never understand. Um, yeah, so I want to bring that up real quick. And then the next thing, of course, is Mega Evolutions. Like, did you guys feel at any point at all during your playthroughs or even sitting here today that like they should have never done it? Or was it just such a nice welcome addition in your mind that you're like, you know, I wish it was still here? What do you think, Ben? I think it was such a positive thing and it had such positive feedback like everybody loved it everybody thought it was so cool that i could not believe it only lasted one generation like i really thought they were going to continue to do this for a while even if it's only a couple per new generation 
it was such a cool new mechanic. I remember the first the day it was first announced, my mind was absolutely blown that like there's Pokemon with four stages now. That's something when I was a kid I could never imagine. I never thought that would become a reality. So I thought it was a great addition. I wish it was still here. But yeah, here we are. Yeah, I agree, so, Brian. Like I think it was a it was a really good mechanic and it was a nice way to get like a that fourth evolution because you always wonder like your favorite pokemon like what would they look like beyond that mm-hmm. and i think even with um seeing fan art of other non-canon mega pokemon like it's it kind of unlocks that that fourth possibility for, or yeah for third sure. possibility for a lot of pokemon and i think it was really cool and um even just seeing like that fan art i really wish that it was like a static mechanic that they um, brought back for every generation and introduced into like, you know, um, Gen 8, Sword and Shield. You know, I, I would take Mega Evolution over um, Dynamax any day. Oh, 100% personally. every day. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> what do you yeah, think, Brian? Well, no, I like Dynamaxing. I really do, but after going back and playing these games, like it, it has nothing on mega evolution, even though I do think Dynamax or Gigantamax Charizard's fucking insane and Blastoise and Venusaur. Um, it's just mega evolution. It was like Brian was saying, it was like a, something you only dreamed about as a kid. And then they implemented it so well, you it's not permanent uh, only for that battle. So you have a chance to see a different form of one of your favorite Pokemon. But, you know, in this case, if you didn't like it, well, you don't have to use it. And I just, I love it, man. I'm, I, I really hope it does come back. I, um, I just, I don't know why they got rid of it. It seemed like such a sound mechanic and the competitive scene was like uh, just a blooming because of it, you know, because yeah, excuse me, a uh, primal Groudon. And Primal Kyogre, you had Mega Rayquaza, you had all the Megas that we've already talked about so far. I mean, there's just so much that they did with this mechanic that I think uh, they themselves probably didn't even appreciate that much. So before we move on to some of the closing topics of the show, I kind of want to briefly talk about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Uh, How excited were you guys for this game? I was pretty excited. I know people online wouldn't shut up about Hoenn win, Hoenn win. Like it was a big thing they talked about for a long time, Gen 3 remakes. And once it finally got announced, it was such like a breath of fresh air. And I thought it looked great. I thought it looked cool. And I don't remember if they instantly in the first trailer forum showed that there was going to be new mega evolutions or not. But regardless, I thought it looked great and I played it and I had a good time with it. Still mad about the Battle Frontier, but it's fine. Yeah, you know, when these games got announced, I basically lost my shit because uh, the Hoenn, or, you know, third gen is my favorite with Ruby and Sapphire, Emerald, Fire Red, Leaf Green. And yeah, getting these games was amazing. Being able to fly around on the back of a Latios or Latias on the overworld for the first time ever and then go into the Hoopa rings and capture pretty much every legendary ever made. I have a visitor. Um, yeah, it was it was just the best. Uh before we get into Mega Evolutions, uh, Brandon, what did you think of these games when they got announced? Oh, when the 
remix for Ruby and Sapphire were announced, I was ecstatic, man. I, you know, we got our taste of Gen 6 and the uh, new graphics. Oh, little Luna. Um, you know, the graphics and the whole overworld that we were getting. She wearing a little jacket. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, oh, my God. Little... Fucking stop. What does it say on the back? Uh, it says, I licked, so it's pizza mine. Or it's oh, mine. Geez. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, what the dog doing? <laughs> hey, that, what the dog doing though? That, that dog ain't racked. <laughs> you little orc, man. Okay, so anyways, God damn it. Bring a dog into frame. I'm gonna forget everything I'm talking about. But yeah, no, uh, I was really excited for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I picked up Omega Ruby and I remember going to uh GameStop at midnight and picking it up. I was so stoked for it um yeah they were fantastic games and i have actually gone back and replayed omega ruby more than i have played uh x so yeah checks out i was uh, i was super hyped especially seeing the uh anime trailer for um the mega evolution starters the mega evolutions oh, yeah, dude yeah, yeah. oh my god it was freaking bananas i think th- Ooh, i think they're my favorite mega starters in comparison to uh can't tell the fuck did you just say and you can suck it <laughs> I'm, I'm all i've always been sad the gen 2 didn't get mega evolutions are you it, though like what I'm, could yeah. they, look back at it what could they have really done to like for alligator like what are you gonna do mega for alligators today? out of the three i thought he could have had the best typhlosion just needs some love he needs something done with him the one i have no idea in my brain how it would work is meganium do meganium make it a brachiosaurus and literally extend its extend its neck even ah, more. That'd be cool. It'd be mega yeah. meganium. You mean a Me- low end executor? Mega meganium. Um, basically, yeah. And then with for alligator, you could do uh, like how aerodactyl is and just put more spikes on it. Give yeah, it a clutch chin. <laughs> I do love mega aerodactyl, but yeah, I don't know what's up with them, them giving their fucking Pokemon facial hair and shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so before we move on to the TCG part of X and Y, I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite Mega Evolution from Omega Ruby and South Alpha Sapphire? And what is one Pokemon you wish would have got a Mega Evolution? Oh, man. Yeah, kind of on the spot oh, there. I'll go first, God. give you some time. Uh, my favorite ev- Mega Evolution from Oris was probably to no surprise, is uh, Mega Sceptile. I thought that he was perfect. And that, that dragon typing, even though it doesn't benefit him in terms of competitiveness, because he's four times weak to uh, ice after that. That's right. Uh, it is badass that they turned him into a fucking dragon. And I loved his stance. He just was a badass Pokemon. He still is. You know, go play Pokemon tournaments. Uh, he's just sick. And then the Pokemon I wish that would have got a... Mega Evolution, which hopefully everyone can agree, is a Flygon. Oh, Flygon, you know the story about that, right? That they didn't like what they had, and that they just chose not to do anything with it. No, he he wanted to make one, but he said he has he had writer's block and couldn't think of a proper one, so they literally just shelved it and did nothing. Really? Because it seems like they have writer's block every single fucking entry. Yeah, right. Oh, bitches. <laughs> As I talk with a chihuahua in my hand, but. Yeah, that's right. Say what's up, Luna. Oh, what's up? He tries to bite me and shit. Uh, 
Brian. So Mega Sharpedo is your favorite, huh? Yeah, I've always liked Sharpedo in general, and I think it just gets so menacing and badass when it Mega evolves, so that's going to be mine for sure. And is there any Pokemon that didn't get a Mega Evolution that you would have liked, or is it just pretty much the Johto starters that come to mind? Dunsparce. He did get a a Mega, didn't he? No, Mm, I wish. I want them to do something with that Pokemon. I'm calling it now. They're going to do something with it in Legends. No, didn't he get a Mega? No. Are you sure? Dunsparce? Yes, I'm 100% positive. That thing is useless. <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought he got a dragon type. Maybe. No, Dunsparce is a standalone still, but they're going to do something with him. Legends RC is calling it now. No, they're not. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I'll give you 10 bucks if they do, okay? I'm surprised they did something with Stantler. Anyways. Oh, but what they did with Stantler was like really nice. Uh, wider, weeder, weeder. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Brandon, what was your favorite Mega Evolution from Horus? Um, I would say Mega Sceptile, but um, you know, for the sake of being different, like he's super sick. You nailed all the points. Like he's a, a badass. I love dragon typings on my Mega Evolutions. Uh, but aside from him, dude, uh, oh, man, it's tough. I really liked the Oris um, Megas. It's a toss up between Mega Steelix and Mega Pidgeot. I think. I think I'm going to go with Mega Pidgeot, dude. I, I really like Mega Pidgeot. Pidgeot was an Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? Yes, 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 it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I thought that was XY. Uh, Mega Steelix is sick as shit. Like, Mega Steelix is amazing. Yeah, with its like, floating crystals. Yeah, yeah, he's not that great, but <laughs> that's what was kind of like funny about some of the Mega Evolutions, like Mega Adino and shit. It's like, why are you even going to make these if they're not good? Uh, like, the whole Adino. point of Mega Evolution was not only to give fans like a different look at their favorite Pokemon, but wouldn't you want them to be good? Like, I don't understand that statistically you would you would want them like this thing that you just spent years creating to at least be somewhat powerful but like man uh, i guess not i'm not big uh, on mega kangaskhan at all hey fuck you man i think it when it comes exactly down to the it same. they know, have to but... like kind of diversify their like pool of megas you know you're gonna have those ones that are like oh my god it's fucking charizard why but there's also gonna be the ones where it's like yeah we have a rando ass normal type that is gonna get a mega there's got to be really good and there's got to be really bad. There's got to be some kind of balance. Adino was definitely the one that was most out of left field. And like, I was like, really? Adino is the only one out of Gen 5 who gets a Mega? That's kind of strange. Oh my God. Can you imagine Mega Hexorus? Oh my God. That would be cool. I don't know what else you could do. Fucking give him wings? Bruh. I don't know. Make him look at <laughs> like make him Make him actually look like a dragon? I don't know. Oh. I think he looks like a dragon. Go easy on him. No, I'd love Haxorus. <laughs> Go easy on them. Uh, all right. So this is our last topic before Pokemon trivia. Everyone's favorite segment on these generation conversations. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what, uh, <laughs> what is your favorite <laughs> TCG set from this generation? Uh, just a quick heads up. Here is all of the sets if you forgot. X and Y Base, Flashfire, Furious Fist, Phantom Forces, Primal Clash, Double Crisis, Roaring Skies, Ancient Origins, Breakthrough, Breakpoint, Generations, Fates Collide, Steam Siege, and to finish it up, Evolutions. Yeah. Oh boy. Honestly, like 80% of that's spicy as shit because there's mm-hmm. a lot of firsts in this, um, you know, these this catalog of sets that they had. Uh, I will go first. And I went with Ancient Origins because we got our full art, Sceptile and Mega Sceptile, and then the shiny 
Hoenn trio in their primal and mega form. So nice, pretty fucking sick. Uh, Brandon, to give Brian maybe some more time if he needs it. Uh, what is your favorite TCG set from this era? Man, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm going with Ancient Origins as well. That's the one I uh, had picked, uh, mainly because of Megas, uh, the uh, full art Septile and Mega Septile. Um, but I mean, for the sake of being different, because everyone's unique nowadays, um, let's go with I'm gonna go with my backup is Excel my Breakpoint, getting that secret art Gyarados. Oh yeah yeah can't go wrong and then breakthrough with his secret art me twos. oh my god yeah my yeah, my second one was uh evolutions of uh, course being able to pull that base that charizard again was dope as shit man and then you got yeah. mega charizard y full art the problem with the megas that i still have an issue with today in terms of their card forms is how they put their moves on the card too and the art oh, i really great. don't oh, like yeah. that they did that yeah oh, just like that yeah mega stupido over there and then it's uh, and then it's like in, in English, English card that is tournament yeah, playable dude. has Japanese lettering on it, but it's like I'm sorry, it's like Brandon of all people didn't appreciate that. Didn't appreciate what? I said mega stupido. <laughs> mega stu- I mega stupido. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um you're talking about like the art having the names and stuff. Yeah, because I totally forgot that they put the, the move names on the card. And then I think it's funny how on the Japanese legal cards, they have like a, the English name. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of reminds me of like when people get kanji or like, um, you know, Chinese characters and letters on tattooed on them and how it means like, oh, fart or something. Yeah. I think it's kind of funny. Like it, it kind of reminds me of that. I know it's not really the same, but it just I can't help but think about Wait, it. The, Jap- <laughs> the Japanese mega have English writing on it. It does, yeah. yeah. Really, yeah. I had no idea. That's hysterical. I think it's, I think it's cool because it's like a, a nice comparison, like jingleish. <laughs> jingle, jingle all the way. <laughs> Bro, I've been up for like twelve hours. I'm done. Doesn't even, even sound that long. <laughs> right? I, was it feels that that I was thinking that too. <laughs> Fucking jingling. <laughs> Dude, holy shit. <laughs> Jinglish. Good old Jinglish. Hey, you guys, Jinglish you guys, Jinglish and Japanese. They're Jinglish up in here. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, Brian, do you have a favorite set from the TCG? I think X and Y is when I was, I the card game I always go in and out of constantly. I always have. I think X, I was, X and Y, I was kind of out of it, but I did open a shit ton of, sorry, I opened a crap ton of, um, evolutions packs back then and i remember they were cool at first and then i opened so many i got burnt out on it and it's yeah. funny with the recent pokemon card why'd you get the boom now people <laughs> yeah. are trying to find evolutions and they were so easy to find oh you know a year ago they were a thousand dollars for a box when i remember telling brandon back in the day that we should have invested in a case when they were eighty dollars a booster box dude they, there were so many evolutions packs and then once the boom hit like that became like the hot packs to get because everybody just wanted charizard they it's thought so, charizard was like instant it's so money dumb. and it's not how it works but even yeah, though just, sorry to cut you off no, even though i have uh all of my evolutions cards still besides the ultra rares i actually have all my reverses and hollows and as much as i love that that i have them that set sucks man it's not a yeah. good set like it's so bad i got burnt but, out on it real real quick 
Yeah, the fact that they didn't put Venusaur and Blastoise, like they went so far to re-release base set to only fuck it up. Like it was almost like a video game that they released. It's like, why wouldn't you just put everything back in it that you already had? <laughs> I think with how small base set was, they could have easily done like base set plus the megas plus like yeah. plus the breaks. The- the you know? spirit links and the breaks yeah, they could have easily fucking done it. especially when they have sets now they're like two three hundred cards in the set yeah, they tried so hard and got so far yeah but in, but the, in the end, end... <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even matter dude we all said it in unison yeah, i fucking love that dude yeah all right and Jesse. now the booster packs are like fucking 20 bucks yeah ridiculous yeah all right we were guys. like begging for for evolutions not to be in our fucking uh, collection boxes and here we are now but yeah that's, dude that's i remember life. so many youtubers bitching about that oh my god they put another evolutions in here and then like a year ago they were a hundred bucks a pack uh <sighs> so stupid let's all right gentlemen is there anything else let's not talk about fates collide is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on to the best segment of your lives the pokemon trivia are you good okay jesus i no, think i got something don't all speak oh, yeah say it brian Speak truth. I was okay with the 3D models at first because I figured it was going to be a stepping stone. I, I figured it was going to be a stepping stone to um, better right. graphics and everything. And it's annoyed me so much that they've had the same like 3D models for like two or three generations now. It just bugs me. Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I still have hope, but like we talk about with the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass, I'm going to buy it regardless. So that's that's just one thing I want to say. It's like three generations in the row, we have the same models. That's kind of bums me out, but yeah, that's fine. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, like how hard would it be to hire one of these fucking modders in the YouTube community to solely do animations and stances yeah. to give the Pokemon customization or more feel more alive? It's almost like these guys have never watched Monster Hunter, you know? Like, mm-hmm. go look at Monster Hunter for fucking five minutes. And you're like, oh, that game sucks in comparison. Some of, some of these um, Pokemon transition so badly into 3D. And that's not because... It's because they made them look so lifeless. There's a few that just look so damn lifeless. They did my boy Tyranitar dirty. I'm not... I'm sorry. Typhlosion, sorry. They did Typhlosion dirty. It looks so bad. And it's 3D model. And there's other examples that I can't think of off the top of my head, but... Well, real quick, before we dive into trivia, I was just talking about Monster Hunter. And if you go look at Monster Hunter, you can see the massive comparison. It's like, why can't you do this? Well, Monster Hunter has like 25 monsters or 30 in Monster Hunter World Iceborne, whereas there's 800 Pokemon at this point. So I think I just finally realized why that's an argument that they can make. Because <laughs> that's a lot of animating to do <laughs> if it's even close to like Monster Hunter level, you know. Um, all right, guys. We're going to wrap the show up. Are you ready for some (coughs) trivia? Trivia. Yeah, excuse us. (laughs) Bless you, Brandon. (laughs) Oh, my God. Blame it on Brandon. Uh, (laughs) All right, guys. seasons. Are you all ready for this? My body is ready, as Reggie says. Okay, wow. Way off key. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was, I was just saying I have a tab of all the Pokemon weights up on my computer. <laughs> Close that shit. I see you. I see Talk. you. Right? Right, I can fine. see through your fucking eyeglasses that you're looking through shit. <laughs> uh, the first question. How much does Mega Charizard Y weigh? A, 221 pounds. B, 298 pounds. 
C, 417 pounds, and D, 369 pounds. Which one is it? (laughs) Um, I'm going with A. I'm going with A as well. That is correct. You both got it right. (laughs) Who was the first Pokemon to have their Mega Evolution revealed? A, Charizard. B, the Kanto Trio. C, Mewtwo. Or D, Gyarados. Told you they were going to be different. Kanto Trio. Do you mean literal first? Or it's like if it's in the same trailer, does it count as... I think your answer doesn't change based on what I say. Okay, okay. I don't know if that made sense. I think your question made sense, but in terms of like what you chose as your answer, my my answer is yeah, it's in a trailer. What was D? Gyarados. I think it's C, Mewtwo. That is correct. Brandon is right. Even before Mega Evolutions were revealed, Mega Mewtwo was actually revealed and they called it something else, which I can look up in my fucking web pages if you want me to. Uh, Number three, uh, question three. When did Pokemon X and Y release? A, 2014, B, 2012, C, 2011, or D, 2013? 2013. 2013. Yeah, no, we talked about it earlier. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, motherfucker. I made these fucking trivia questions before we did the podcast. So yeah, when Brandon was like, "Yeah, it came out 2013," I was like, "Are you sure?" Because I wanted to (laughs) fuck with his. I wanted to fuck with his brain and be like, "Oh yeah, it did come out somewhere else." First off, how dare you? I remember. uh, uh, It was it was my sister. It was my sister's wedding, like that same weekend, and. I was having a great time, but I was also like, I really want to go pick up Pokemon X right now. <laughs> yeah, October 12th, 2013 is when that's released. literally their anniversary. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is true. I remember that being a thing because I think their wedding was on a Friday or something, too, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, number four, what is the main historical monument represented in the game? A, Stonehenge, B, Empire State Building, C, the Notre Dame Cathedral, or D, the Eiffel Tower? Uh, D. D, the Eiffel Tower. You are both correct, but you also could have technically said C for half a point because C, the Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, that's what the Pokemon League building is actually based off. Oh, damn. I was kind of thinking of that one, but I remember hatching so many eggs around the Eiffel Tower. So Brandon is up by one point. You guys have tied on every other answer so far. Wow. And I do I do have a tiebreaker in here that I actually made just in case. Uh, next up to f- round it up is who's the first Pokemon you're technically able to mega evolve? A, the Kanto Trio. B, Lucario. C, Tyranitar. Or D, Kangaskhan. Lucario. Can you run them by me again? Who's the first Pokemon you're technically able to Mega Evolve? A, the Kanto Trio, B, Lucario, C, Tyranitar, or D, Kangaskhan? I think it's Lucario. You're both correct. It is Lucario. After you beat the gym leader, she gives you the other Lucario of the two that she has, and that's when you can start Mega Evolving. And then after that, you get access to it and can go straight to Charizard. As you should cut, cut the cut the guff, dude. Just go straight to Charizard. What is the name of the current Kalos Pokemon League champion? A. Sylvia. B. Serena. C. Diantha or D. Red. <laughs> it's yeah, 
It's probably I'm probably going to guess wrong. Um, say the first two again, if you don't mind. Sylvia A, Sylvia B, Serena. Out of the four options I gave you, well, three of them are actual characters, but two of them are specifically in X and Y. So it's kind of a trick one. I'm just going to guess B. Uh, you chose B, Serena. Brandon, who do you think it is? It's Diantha. Brandon is correct. Yeah, he wins the X yeah, and Y. Job. That was nice. another thing we talked about. I was the one that brought it up, and I was pretty pissed when I said it out loud, too. Nice. When I was talking about the Pokemon, the guy was like, oh, yeah, Diantha, you know, you think she's a fairy toy, but she has multiple Pokemon. Well, congrats to Brandon. You win nothing because technically Brian already won. You can't come back, but what oh oh this yeah. is for this is like whose lines anyway the points don't matter points don't matter it's the friends we made along the way absolutely <laughs> what if we were already friends before we started recording Damn it's it. not about the trivia it's about the friendships we made along the way there we go there how we about go. that trivia though huh a little bit hey different. that was that was really good this time dude i actually didn't think you guys would get the lucario one i know it was like such a pivotal part in the game as you play it but i was like mm. i don't think they're gonna get this i don't know why i remembered that so vividly i remember she had two and she gives you one so you can test out. Mega well, I think it's because like the game kind of takes off from there in terms of gameplay, but also yeah. Mega Lucario is like sick as shit. Fucking I love bees, Mega. dude. He was about to be my my pick for yeah. for X and Y's Mega. And then Brandon getting you guys clearly looked up weights, so I'm not even worried about that. I didn't look up weights. I, I didn't. It just that's oh, what sounded okay. the most like. I remember. I remember Charizard Y's entry being like very two one two. And if you have watched Squid Game, you know that 212 is kind of significant. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, wait, that's Charizard Wise. True. Uh, when I when you chose Mewtwo, I was like, damn, dude, I didn't expect you to actually get that. that was... Oh, yeah. The media buzz for X and Y, dude, was pretty, was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Well, the Kanto trio was literally, I think, a week or two or maybe a month later. So you're pretty close, Brian. They were mm. uh, the Charizards were revealed, I think, first or the whole trio at the same time. Okay. Actually, no, the trailer showed the Kanto trio and Gyarados all in the same trailer. <laughs> nice. Didn't they do like a? I'm pretty sure they did like a tease where it was like they showed Y or X first and then they re- waited to reveal X or Y later. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Dude, the, the press, like you just said, that they did for that game was fucking out of this world. There's yeah. no way you weren't hyped off of that. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for listening today, everybody. And thank you to these guys for being on. Make sure you follow Brian at another vinyl page. Thank you, Brian, for being on. And Brandon, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, I'm Ryan, and this is the It Just Works podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 